Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another DMN one-on-one. And my guest today is the CEO and founder of Centerline Digital, Charles Long. And Centerline is an agency which has been around, I think, since 1996, if my research is correct. Charles, you must have seen some changes. Um, quite. In that 23-some-odd years, um, what digital was and what digital is is obviously um, a version of digital that probably wasn't even visible in the early days. Um, digital started with the you know the the visual and audio communication through internet channels as a you know a very basic but a very promising way to communicate and and reach um, audiences of, of di- for different reasons and different purposes. And I, I gather that uh, Centerline really um, far sighted was involved in video from from the early days, and of course, video is now such a dominant channel. Yeah, I mean, video is always um, core. I, I think when we started the business, even you know, with that that bias and that understanding of that is a very strong communication media. You know, if I'm being honest, even thinking back that you know, 20 plus years, I'm not sure I would have called it out as still being a growing, even more powerful, more prominent version of how people communicate. Um, it's the its prolificity is unbelievable. It's it's everywhere. It's used for everything and it's uh the ease of use is getting you know it's so accessible and so easy to distribute out I, I don't see it slowing down very much <laughs> absolutely think you're right about that now we've got a couple of topics so uh, we wanted to talk about one is how brands are kind of bringing their offerings together and the other one is about this interesting trend that some of the um processes especially in content marketing um becoming internal so just first of all you mentioned like when digital started out there were you know, not that many channels, and they were pretty simple, and brands, I think for years, had a team dedicated to this channel, then a new channel came along, so it was a new team. Are you really seeing things uh, being treated more holistically now? In my view of it, it has always been a more and more holistic view, both on the agency side and on the enterprise side. Um, I, I'd like to describe it as kind of a convergence theory that happens over and over and over again. And like you said, if you go back to the early days of you know video as communication, well, just to make a quality, you know, useful piece of communication, it probably took you know five or six different companies even to make that piece of media at a high level. And then you know shortly thereafter, that just all converged into well, it's one company that does that. And then other things start to come on the horizon of, you know, there's other channels to use. There's channel, different channel marketing. Do we use TV, radio, advertising? Then, oof, that's an advertising agency. And then you run into the interactive world, and people take that into your multimedia agency. And then you have, you know, currently what is more digital marketing and marketing technology and use of data and analytics and optimization. That's all being converged also into a, a digital marketing full-service agency. So I, I feel like both the client side and the agency side is always chasing that near horizon for the next value of service so, and then bringing it in to converge it. I think convergence is a great term here. And the, the interesting thing I've observed over the last few years is kind of convergence of pure agencies, if I can call that that, call them that, and uh, consultancies and uh, 
agencies, I guess, you think of more as implementation partners and bringing this all together under one roof, the ability to handle the data, the ability to make recommendations and even implement technologies, as well as the traditional creative input, which is so important. Where does Centerline kind of fit on that on that spectrum? Well, I mean, you're absolutely right in what you're in what you're seeing. There is a a those convergences of those different skill sets are combining at a very rapid rate. People are buying other types of businesses that are complementary. I think the real reason for that is you really can't do an excellent job at speed with agility without having all those pieces lined up very near, very close, right? Very content savvy, very strategically, foundationally understood and placed. You'll be late every single time if you don't start lining those things up as one process, not four different processes. Well, in the old days, yeah, you, I mean, you'd get a yeah. – go ahead. Yeah, no, I was thinking that's something you really must have seen change, the, the kind of the whole speed of this process. I mean, it's not a matter of, like, planning a campaign for six months down the road and then waiting a year to see what the results were. No, sometimes it's planning a campaign based on something that's timely and newsworthy and you know relevant to out of nowhere and then optimizing it for several months along the way to get the most out of it. Um, yep. and the speed is incredible, yes. Yep. So this uh, idea of um, some processes coming in-house, and I guess we're primarily talking about the enterprise level where there are a lot of resources. There's such a demand for content now, especially video content and images. Are you seeing a trend of enterprises starting to develop in-house teams, in-house agencies? I think some are starting. I think some have finished. I think there's, <laughs> a, there's some very, very mature large enterprise businesses. Um, we work with one that is a large client of ours in IBM that has done a, a very complete and a very full job, um, and I think a very effective job. Um, I will say from the agency perspective, you know, for both the enterprise and the agency, there's pros and cons. I think someone who is less mature than the largest of large enterprises, you, know, you see the cost savings, the perceived control and speed, maybe closer to your product knowledge, better brand authenticity and some company pride, but if not done and implemented properly and correctly, and I think still in partnership with agency point of view and agency perspective and outside influence to remain innovative and sharp, you can get it very, very wrong. Let's talk about that in a, in a bit more detail because, uh, you know, for a lot of these enterprises, it's, it's not their, their natural, their obvious um, uh, I guess, roots uh, agency work, They're developing it on the inside. I mean, IBM, of course, is huge. It's been around a long time. But it, if an enterprise just starts to kick off a kind of a, an in-house agency, what, what can go wrong with that? Um, there's a few things that can go wrong. I, there's, there are cases that I've seen where you build an internal team and the internal team uses the same resources as the, as the small team was using before and you basically doubled your cost instead of half them. Um, you wind up with, in some corporate cultures, there is, there is politics, right? There is you know, other navigational efforts that have to be made, and it sucks up a lot of time and a lot of effort in internal process, internal reporting. People start working on how the business does their internal agency business, not the actual work that's being done, and you can wind up yep. very top-heavy on organizational process and how to do it rather than doing it, and then you still wind up engaging the agency to do it. So there's a lot of pitfalls in there. You have to be, you know, 
fairly experienced and diligent to pull that off correctly. I do even think there's advantages to an agency where most people are talking about just the disadvantages to the agency. Yeah, that's interesting because, of course, it's not a question of uh, the external agencies no longer having a role to play. They they can fit in with this. So well, how do you look at it from the agency perspective? Do you, When you see an enterprise that's developing its internal resources along the right lines, do you think that's a good opportunity for you? I, if, if played correctly and positioned correctly, I think uh, without question, I think we've proven that out. And case in point, in our, our IBM example who executed you know, internal agency function very, very well, we inherit much smarter clients, much more informed clients, much more you know, knowledgeable clients about how the process works. You can get to the work faster, right? Your ideas collaborate and click quicker, right? There's less approval process, less layers of approval, more authority where it's supposed to be. Um, and if you are not complacent, it will force your agency to evolve its value proposition, right? Take the work. Take the work you guys can do grid. Take the work you can do at volume. We'll, we'll find that next horizon tool set and next horizon skill set that you will want to pay for and will need and will be complementary in that regard instead of what we were. So I, there is a way for everyone to win in that, that, uh, that trend. So in other words, it's, it's cutting out an opportunity for you to do the innovative stuff, which isn't yet available in-house to the enterprise. Exactly. And from an agency perspective, I mean, nothing gets your, your, your culture, your ability to hire, your body of work more in shape than having work that is meaningful, that is differentiated, right, that is important and what people aspire to work on. It helps on, on all the levels of your own business, business success that you'd want it to. Um, so, and it's usually higher value. So it really does, if done correctly, it can also be advantageous, not just a problem. Okay. Now, IBM is an interesting example, but of course IBM was, until relatively recently, involved in marketing technology itself. It's still involved in ad tech. Uh, you'd expect it to be fairly advanced when it comes to digital marketing. Can you talk a bit, a bit about uh, brands from, from other verticals uh, you've worked with or also uh, developing some mature in-house competences? Sure. I mean, when it comes to, like, the the mid-size enterprises, and we're still talking about, you know, billion-dollar-plus companies, right? They're not small companies. They're still, you know, good-sized companies. Um, they definitely struggle more with how to use the tools. Like, they'll get consultants and, you know, opinions in place on a direction, right, that they should take, what they should use, how to do it. But pulling it all together, I don't, I have not seen the greatest level of success there. I have seen them take some jobs inside, which I think are smart. They've hired some good writers. They've hired some good content people for their social media, for their fast, urgent, consistent flow of, you know, of advertising and marketing and social. And then when it comes to the more, I don't know, the further reaching innovative that you do need a, you know, a deeper and a wider stroke of skill sets and experience, they're, they're just as thrilled to find an agency that wants to work hard on that. Is it a matter of um, elevating what the, the brand is doing from just the kind of content marketing you're talking about, which is always in demand? I certainly see content teams in-house everywhere. Elevating that to 
a more overall experience for the customers or for the prospects. Is that where you come in? Yeah, absolutely. Make, making sure that the there is a consensus, right, a coalition built of what the overall strategic mission is and that everything that we're all doing internally or externally checks up to support that mission. So you can you can really check that what you're doing, what you're how you're spending your mind your money in actual money and in you know human capital, which is arguably as expensive as just spending money. It all checks up and and it makes the things that you create and put in the world perform. And if they don't perform and check out against the performance characteristics via pushing somebody somewhere somehow closer to a point of purchase, it's not performing. And that's a real pressure point now for CMOs, isn't it? Because the performance metrics available today uh, are a world apart from what they were able to, to look into a few years ago. They can really tell a much more granular level what isn't working. Yeah, it's microscopic. I mean, we used to people used to get excited about how many clicks you got on something or how many views. <laughs> you start peeling that back into, you know, I mean, the, the level of detail of the not just times and days and amounts, and but you know what type of person and it, combining that with all of their previous histories. I mean, you mix in some AI with that, you have some real answers that you know are, are highly um, reliable. So yeah, measurement yeah. is measurement is very important. Okay, so while we have you here, let's let's encourage you to have a look in the crystal ball. And um, whether you want to take a time span of one year or two years or five years, how do you see this uh, this space evolving, both in terms of the agencies and the brands' in-house kind of agency development? I don't see any don't... way it can't not continue on the same path that it's on. I think it, all companies will continue to bring work inside. They they will continue to need consultative influence, technology influence, and strategic creative influence. It doesn't matter how good you are, if you are internal working on the same thing all the time with the same people in front of the same walls, there's no way you cannot get at least a little dull mm -hmm. to what someone else could bring to the table. Right? It's just good form. It's good practice. So I think the smarter enterprises won't just look at the math and take a – you know, a financial perspective only and say, we're going to save this much money by taking all these jobs in-house and say that's good. I think like everything else we're talking about of being more holistic, you're going to have to look at the performance of the spend holistically and figure out how to divide that up. You know, I would argue even in a content marketing discussion, you could say, well, we have $20 million. We're going to spend, you know, 15 on content and strategy and spend only five on, you know, on channel. But that five, I mean, it is critical to the performance of the other, even though the, the total revenue or the volume of it might be less. And it might be even more drastic in some cases. So I think the good CMOs will look for balance, right? Look for, look for how to save, save the money, do things quick, fast, agile internally, and still keep, you know, the reins on innovation. I think that's, that's a, a very good uh, look at the future, that smart enterprises together with innovative agencies, can keep winning together. Correct. Charles, thank you very much for your insights. Time is running out on us, but I do appreciate you joining us today. Absolute pleasure. Love talking about it.